morning or evening, depending on where you're listening, uh, to episode three of the Tokyo Tokyo's 2020 podcast. My name is Tom Murphy, and I'm joined tonight by my two esteemed colleagues, Mr. Oliver Lemke and Mr. Alex Van Arnholt. How are we, lads? G'day, Tom. Well, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, as we're filming here tonight, we've just caught the back end of the uh, four by 100 meter relay in the men's uh, swimming. What do we think, gents? As a pretty decent effort from King Kyle bringing the boys home, but um, sort of nothing out of the ordinary. It looked like the Yanks dominated their heat, and it looks like it's going to be a tough one for us in the in the final tomorrow. But strange things have happened. Hopefully, we can smash them like guitars tomorrow morning. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and as we normally do, we'll start on a bit more of a light-hearted note. And um, I'm guessing something that some of our loyal listeners would be very intrigued to know. Now, imagine, boys, that you've uh, had a few too many Asahis at the local bar in Asakasa. Uh, and you're, heading, you're strolling down the road um, and you see a Lawso or a family mark. Now, what's the, thing, what's the first thing you buy when you walk in there? I'll go to you first, Ol. Mate, I'd be going straight to the uh, behind-the-counter hot food section. That's where all the goods are kept. Um, and I'd be looking at something maybe like the fried chicken. That was absolutely sensational. Or the uh, barbecue pork bun, which is otherwise known as the Chinese version of the meat pie. Um, and I'd be going to the fridge to get a nice bottle of Bacari sweat to uh, take the edge off in the morning. Al, what would you be looking that, at, mate? That is the ripping choice, Ali. <laughs> I have to admit, the fried chicken, you get the law, so as a family marts are outstanding. But I think I'd have to stick with the sausage on a stick, uh, washing it down with a strong zero, lemon flavour, um, for, if you know, you know. Uh, there's nothing to sort of make you feel like you're at home um, when you're in the, in the depths of Tokyo or Kyoto or wherever you are in Japan, like having a bit of processed meat. But then there's also nothing like having a bit of rocket fuel before you go to bed to make, make sure you feel like you're losing your feet and, you, and you, you're not anywhere comfortable. So... That's, that'd be about me. And then I would also have to say for any Japanese listeners out there or anyone who's planning to visit Japan in the future, everyone's right in saying that the convenience store hot box food is absolutely unreal. However, steer clear of the hash browns. They are soft, soggy and awful. Um, and if you want to feel like Jack Williams when you wake up on a Monday morning, um, I would I would recommend you donate one of them yeah no that's fair enough i think that's very uh very good advice al i'm uh, actually a little bit thirsty at the minute myself and i um i'd be heading to the fridge but i'd be grabbing one of the uh peach horror horror i think they're called um now i actually have to look that up because i only know them by appearance uh obviously all the text on the uh the can is in japanese um but i know one of our our a good friends, uh, Jack Redden was a big fan of them. They're a nice little delectable 3% uh, Alco pop type thing, but um, great to quench the thirst. Um, and now we're just going to move on to a recap of today's event. So I'll go to Ol first, where he's going to cover a bit of the surfing that was on this morning. Yeah, it was an early start this morning, um, waking up to watch the inaugural surfing event. Um, and it was a men up first with Julian Wilson, he struggled in his heat, finished fourth. Um, so he had to go into the repper charge. Fortunately, he was able to get through in the repper charge, but he comes up tomorrow in the uh, 
the, the, in round three against world number one, Gabriel Medina from Brazil. That's a 2.36 if anyone's um, interested in watching that one. Uh, Owen Wright, he looked the stronger of the two Aussie males. He topped his heat, beating out US champ John John Florence. Um, he would be facing off against Frenchman Jeremy Flores tomorrow at 5 p.m. Aussie time. One of the great comeback stories, Owen Wright. Um, he, of course, suffered a serious head trauma six years ago when he, uh, hit, he headbutted the reef at Pipeline Masters leaving him with serious concussion and bleeding, bleeding into the brain, basically. Um, had to teach himself to walk and talk again. So just to see him out there competing, and now he's now an Olympian, and he's uh, through to the third round. Thought that was probably the, my highlight for the day, to be honest. Uh, the women, Sally Fitzgibbon, Steph Gilmore, they had no problems progressing through their, their heats. Um, they, they start early tomorrow, so the, the, the men were early today by the women, reverse tomorrow. So I think Steph's kicks off at 8 a.m. Um, and then Sally's about midday against Pauline Addo from France. Uh, the skateboarding was on next. And that was uh, probably not not great for the Aussies, but um, Shane O'Neill, he, he looked nervous, a big fellow. He struggled. Um, finished in 16th, so that was the end of the road for him, unfortunately. Um, interesting. He blamed the heat. He said it was too hot and he hadn't, uh, had, wasn't used to it. Al, you got a question, mate? Yeah. Just on the skateboarding. Um, is it true that, uh, your father was a keen skateboarder and named you after the famous Ollie skateboarding move? Yeah, that's correct, mate. That's absolutely correct. It's good form for you, Tunza. Yeah. He can now a kickflip. Son's there. Uh, enough of that, Al. Um, so then we had after that, well, we had the, the hockey ruse this morning. Um, had a good win over Spain, uh, two goals in 90 seconds, and they'll they'll move on uh, to China tomorrow. That'll be their next assignment. Um, followed by the uh, the softball, Ollie's favourite uh, team, the Spirit, actually had a hard fought two one loss to the US. Um, so you know, not a bad way to sort of. Uh, end their campaign. I actually think they might have one more game, but good on them. It's um, good to see the girls bounce back today. In the women's beach volleyball, we had Taliqua Clancy and Marae Artacho Del Sola, one of the beautiful names of the games. They had a very good 2-0 uh, win over Cuba. Um, Josh Katz in the judo had a strong win over his Peruvian counterpart, Juan Costigos. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, a bit of a sour note today, we had Ash Barty crashing out in straight sets to Spaniard Sorobest Tormo. Um, it seems that you know, maybe the weight of the, the Wimbledon victory might have been a little bit too much for her. Um, and it just seemed like she, she was making an awful lot of unforced errors. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, she's out. But um, Johnny Millman's through. Um, then we have the uh, Daniel Watkins in the canoe slalom. He um, missed out on a semi-final berth with a 16th place finish. So unfortunate for Dan. Um, we had a few Aussies competing in the women's road race uh, this afternoon, which was won by Austrian Anna Kaisenhofer. Um, Tiffany Cromwell, she finished the best of the Aussies in 35th. Um, then we had the, the blokes in the water polo, the Sharks, the Sabo. They were up against world number one Montenegro, um, 
who actually are up at half time, but um, yeah, the the class of the Montenegrins shone through with the Europeans running away with the victory, um, 15-10. Um, and then just later on, I actually, I was watching uh, Harry Garside in the men's lightweight boxing. He um, had a good victory tonight, won all three rounds and a fairly convincing victory over his Papua New Guinean counterpart. It looks like he'd be your sort of bike, Tom. It does, mate. It looks like, well, I think he's from Melbourne. I'm not entirely sure, but he certainly looks like someone that might, you know, try and hustle you for your spare change. At Chatswood train station. Or something, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but good on it, good on Harry. Yeah, uh, it certainly looked like a slugfest. Al's got a um, bit of analysis of Jess Fox in the slalom tonight. Yeah, awesome effort from Jess Fox today. She towed up the field. She's the only girl in the kayaking today to go sub 100 seconds in the heats. So it's a time that would have won her the gold at the previous two Olympics. Um, so now we've moved to the semis and the finals on Tuesday. And going off today's performance is going to be every danger of of bringing home the gold. So that's very exciting. After that, we had the Boomers versus Nigeria, one that I know that everyone's been looking forward to seeing, the mighty Boomers in action, promising in the Las Vegas pre-tournament and tonight lived up to the billing. The first quarter, the Nigerians sort of hit every shot that they um, had a, had side of and it looked like we're in a, bit of, in a bit of Barney Rubble, but the boys came through, Paddy Mills leading from the front, he, he, can, he can hit him from everywhere, and he did tonight. 25 points, six assists, four rebounds. Joe Ingalls, a bit quiet, but he's, he's a, he knows when to play his part or knows when to be a star. Um, and I th- Dante Exum is a bit of a smoky. He sort of uh, came through in the big moments tonight, as well as Matisse Thibel. bit of uh, trivia for the listeners, named after the famous French artist Henri Matisse, one of my favourite artists, so... Shout out to you, Henri, RIP. And then also, uh, Nick Kay, the, the great Tamworth Thunderbolt. Number 15. Uh, number 15, <laughs> Ryan Rusillo. Uh, he showed up again tonight, and what a performance that was. Absolutely. It was good seeing the boys, uh, yeah, put, put a strong effort in to begin the campaign. Um, that was sort of a bit of a danger game, wasn't it? I mean, in the scheme of things, in terms of their pool, they win that, then it's sort of... Um, a little bit easier for them on. Yeah. And the Nigerians have the second most amount of NBA players in their squad behind the, the Yanks, as we touched on the other night. So uh, the importance of that win can't be understated in terms of setting the tone for what should be a really big campaign for the Boomer boys. Yeah. And uh, just uh, whilst just after the, the basketball, the, um, the Kookaburras had um, their second match against India and they, we're a little bit disappointing against Japan um, yesterday, but they had put in a much stronger performance uh, with a 7-1 victory over India, which puts them in good stead now heading into the tournament, further into the tournament. Yeah, great to see the Cookers take take the Indians a bit easier than they did the Japanese. I think uh, it was probably good for them to have a bit of a, a shock to the system in their first game, knowing that it's not going to be plain sailing to the medals. After that, we had the Oli Roos tonight. It's, uh, it's literally just finished, but it was quite a tough loss. Really hung in there. Just considered a late goal against a really sort of strong Spanish side, as we spoke about last night. Uh, our boys were led very um, from the back by Tommy Zhang and Harry Sutar, our Scottish Aussie, as we call him. Uh, but now 
it sort of all comes down to our easiest match on paper, you would have said, before the tournament against the Egyptians on Wednesday. And if we win that, we should be in the round of 16 or the quarterfinals, I should say. So it all comes down to that. And um, I'm sure that Arnie's got the boys primed for that and ready to continue shocking the world. Absolutely. And it was a big morning in the pool. Uh, and that's where our medals come came. Tom, how'd you say that? Yeah, we were very excited by um, Brendan Smith's performance in the heats last night in the uh, 400 IM. Hoping to see that form uh, follow through. And unfortunately, I guess he didn't really back up in terms of the time, but, you know, he was, he came away with the, um, the bronze there and, you know, it was an absolutely outstanding um, race. He, he kind of left it up to his freestyle leg again um, and he really came home hard. Um, but, you know, for a bloke that was ranked outside the top 52 years ago, uh, it was a serious achievement, not only just, you know, being in the Olympics, but then to go on and win a bronze medal. Um, and then we went on to the men's 400 free final, which featured um, the pre-race favourite, you'd say, in Elijah Winnington and then Jack McLaughlin. And um, Jack went on to win silver there. Who And he was picked, you know, it's quite painful to watch while, whilst it was, you know, great elation to see him winning silver. He, he, you know, he was kind of in the driver's seat, but he was pipped at the post by the Tunisian Ahmed Hafnoui. Um, you know, which at the end of the day, um, it's good to see someone from a, a minnow nation in terms of their swimming um, to come through and win. Um, and, you know, a, again, a, a quite an underwhelming performance for Elijah, who's gone in with a lot of wraps to this, uh, to the Olympics. And unfortunately, he, he wasn't very good today. I think uh, McLaughlin didn't even see the Tunisian there. He was all the way in lane two and the Tunisian yeah. was in lane eight. Yeah. I reckon he's popped up and thought he'd won it. I'd say so. I heard him interviewed afterwards and he, he said he kind of made a comment that his eyesight's not great to begin with. So it, it would be hard to see that out of your peripheral, what would it be, five lanes maybe across. So, look, I guess maybe that comes with a bit of experience too, um, just knowing that, you know, when you're swimming in one of those wide lanes that you, you've really got to run your own race as it is. Yep. Yeah, and I... I and despite the sort of disappointing effort from Elijah and then following it up with the, another disappointing effort in the 200 um, free heats tonight, I think that between Kyle Chalmers' sort of really big swim tonight in the 100 heats and then the boys still making the 400 free final, we seem to be in a pretty good spot for the 4 by 200 men's free. So that's probably a medal where we haven't really been a big chance since the likes of Hackett and Thorpe leading, leading it back in the day. So that might be a sneaky one to keep an eye on later on in the games. Absolutely. And then uh, our final little analysis of today um, will be the, was the women's four by one relay, which was simply outstanding um, breaking their own world record um, and breaking that ever elusive three thirty barrier. Um and it was, you know, seriously impressive to see how, how much they blitzed that uh, field by, you know, particularly um, I think Emma McKean's third leg there. Um, she swam, what was it? It was, it was one of the fastest hundreds ever, was it? In the top, top fifth, five. Top yeah, ten. the fifth, I think. Yeah. So, you know, seriously impressive there to see that. And it just kind of, it, you know, from my relatively limited understanding of swimming and it, 
you know, I think it's really important to have these big relay wins early on um, just to set the tone and, and, you know, really boost the mood around camp. So it's good to see the girls dominating there and hopefully there's plenty of more of that to come. Pretty sure that also makes it three, four by 100 meter free relays for the girls in a row. Yeah, so that's that's, three in that's a row. an unbelievable effort. And it shows that uh, we've known for a long time how strong we've been in the women's 100 meter freestyle. So it's great to see the next generation coming through and keeping it up. Yeah. Interestingly, the Yanks, not great, not particularly strong. You'd imagine just given the sheer size of the country and, and their you know, relative dominance in swimming to begin with, you'd think they'd uh, be able to put in a better team, better, better team than that, but it's better for us, I suppose. Exactly right, mate. Um, now we're just going to move on to a preview of tomorrow's events, or if you're listening on Monday, today's events. Um, and we've got uh, first cab off the rank being the men's triathlon. Um, so, got three Aussies competing in that Jacob Bertwistle, uh, Aaron Royal and Matthew Horser. Now Jacob Bertwistle is kind of probably the pick of the three in terms of um, performance leading into this event. Um, he's, you know, performed quite well on the world champ stage leading up to this point. And I think the bookies have him sort of, uh, you know, relatively, you know, 12 or $15 chance. Um, the favorite going into that, um, uh, Span- Spain's Mario Moller and Vra- France's Vincent Lewis. So we've actually never won a gold in um, in the triathlon. So be chasing in the men's triathlon rather, and we, we'll be chasing that ever elusive gold. Um, then we move on to the uh, men's archery, where we've got the men's team competition, a um, bit of beach volleyball with Chris McHugh and Damien Human, um, some table tennis with David Powell. That's round two of the men's ta- single table tennis. Uh, quarter past 11, we've got the Taekwondo in, in the men's welterweight. Jack Martin's representing us there. Lem, I think you've got a bit of a preview of the the sevens. The men, the boys' sevens are, are up in their first game against Argentina. Yeah, that's right. 11.30 start tomorrow. Uh, big game for the, the blokes. They, uh, they're in a pool with Argies, New Zealand and Korea. You pencil Korea in for a big win. Um, so it really comes down to this one in terms of going through to the next stage because the Kiwis, um, we all know how they good how good they are. Um, so you'd think they're going to secure one of the top two spots. So it's a, a massive game at Tokyo Stadium, which all three of us know quite well. Al, I don't know if you remember going there, but it was a good day nonetheless. Um, and, yeah, so I think we're, we're placed pretty well. Um, they've had a big lead in the last couple of months and actually pinched uh, Samu Karevi, the big name playing for the Aussies. be interesting to see how he goes. Um, and the, But the little man pulling the strings, Morris Longbottom, is the one to watch. He's make or break for the Aussies. Probably on his day, one of the top top two or three play, sevens players in the world. So um, fingers crossed he's on form and the Aussies can put up a good performance. Uh, yep. That's on 11.30, which is the same time as the swimming. Al? Yeah, well, let's just get back to the, the rugby sevens. And I don't mind slide jab about the uh, the Tokyo Stadium. I do remember it. I remember standing up in the in the aisle of the of our seats at Tokyo Stadium and, and trying to do the harker in, in time with the, the All Blacks. But I think I was a bit out of time and a bit under the weather. So fair play to me there. Um, and then in terms of Maurice Longbottom, no wonder he's sort of one of the best 
rugby sevens players in the world. He's come through the South Sydney Rugby League juniors ranks and we don't need to harp on about the talent that they've been producing over the years. In terms of the swimming tomorrow, uh, the one I'm look, really looking forward to is the women's 100 fly. Emma McKeown's coming off a massive uh, leg in the women's 4 by one for, uh, free relay today. And she's the slight underdog uh, against Zhang Yufei from China. But coming off that, and there's been big expectations of her, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she sort of really brings it to another level tomorrow and brings home the bacon. And then we've got the man's 100 breaststroke. Adam Petty is what, probably the, one of the more dominant swimmers in any event, um, despite looking like an absolute flog. I'd, I'd probably call him the aquatic Ben Stokes, <laughs> which I think uh, I'm stealing from you there, Tom. But we, yeah. we don't we don't really talk about copyright in here, do we? Yeah, he just doesn't really fit the um, the sort of archetype of swimmer we've come to expect. You know, the the uh, you know you occasionally see tattoos getting around, but he's he's got the double sleeves going. Um, he was rocking a mustache last night in the heats. Um. Well, this morning and he's yeah he's i don't know he, he looks he looks like an angry man very red um but he's very impressive nonetheless uh, i think he he'll win that in the canter to be honest he does carry the attitude of it being him against the world which we don't love to see in the pool we sort of we love to see modesty and striving for their best uh, but fair play to you adam if you listen and then we've got the women's 400 meter final another event that has been hotly anticipated between us and the Seppos. Ariane Titmus, our golden girl, versus Katie Ledecky. She's coming off winning the 200, 400, 800 at Rio, but she may have met her match now with Ariane Titmus coming through the ranks ever since. So very excited to see what uh, Ariane can do, uh, otherwise known as the tit, which we love. So big ups to you, Ariane. Who qualified fastest there, Bird? Was uh, the Tit or Ledecky? I believe it was Ledecky. Yeah, it was but... Ledecky. Uh, Titmus's heat was a touch slower, um, but it seemed like from uh, from Thorpe's commentary, I'm not going to pretend like I analyse it as well, but he uh, he reckons that last 50, she sort of, um, Titmus just sort of eased off a little bit because she had the race won. So as we said last night, it's hard to compare times between heats, but I think it's there's not much not much in it. On a side note, I've been really enjoying Thorpey's analysis so far. Really nosy stuff. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Took him a while to get a gig. Yeah, but he definitely knows his stuff. And I think one of you made the comment, I think it was you, Ollie, today, comparing him to Tony Romo, calling him the... Uh, Brendan Smith being about seventh or sixth on the turn in the individual medley. And then Thorpey saying he's definitely going to win a medal. And then he just motored home. So huge. Terrific to see great Thorpey in, uh, back at his best in another, in another aspect. Shout out to you, Thorpey. And then we've got the men's four by hundred free final. It's going to be a very tough one to beat the Yanks. They've owned this uh, once again, since, we knocked them off in Sydney, but with King Kyle on our side, anything can happen. So looking forward to seeing that as well. Who's the Yanks qualified fastest? The Italians were the fastest in the other heat. Do you know how they, they stack up? 
Yeah, I, I feel like the Italians, like they are in everything else, they they get they go all right when it, when the going's easy and when the going gets tough, the Italians get out of the pool. So you're at what? If, I suppose if we medal in this, it's probably a good achievement. If we're third income, yeah, I think um, from memory, we won the bronze in Rio, so yeah. we should be pretty bloody good at it. But yeah, so exciting morning of swimming. I uh, don't know how much work will be getting done across the country. Um, there's still a little bit. We've got a little bit more to pr- uh, look at. There's badminton tomorrow um, in the mixed doubles. We've got. The women's skateboarding, we've got Hayley Wilson. So that'll be interesting to see. I didn't catch much of the skateboarding at all today, so I'm keen to tune in for that. Uh, we've got some more boxing. The hockey roos are on against China, so hopefully they can uh, put them through clinic. Um, more badminton. We've got a bit of sailing. Don't know if you boys have had a chance to watch any of the sailing, but it's um, it's quite, quite entertaining. I can't say I really know what's going on, but... Um, We've got a, a fair few Aussie representatives, so be good to cheer them on. Yeah, haven't caught much of the sailing now that there's no Van Arnholtz representing the Aruba or the Netherlands Antilles. Plus, it's also a sport that our little sister country, New Zealand, tends to do well in. So I'm not really tuning yeah, into anything that, that they're going to be winning gold in. Yeah, so give us much coverage then. Controversial one here, and this is probably a question for our listeners as well, so feel free to write in. If there's an event on and New Zealand are competing and there's no Aussie in it, do you go for them? Who are they? It depends who they're up against, personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably rather them than the Yanks or China. Probably take them over the Poms. Yeah, I think so. I bet that, you know, then if it's uh, if not China, America or England or maybe Russia, probably go for the other team. Yeah. Also, just for any listeners out there wanting to send an email in or understand what we're about or if you want to know anything about us or if you've got a question you'd like us to address, our official email address is ozlympics at gmail.com. That's ozlympics at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you all. Um, and then uh, so we've got boxing, canoe, slalom. Daniel Watkins is on again tomorrow. We've got the men's, men's cross country and the mountain bike. Now, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good watch. Um, from Rio, I remember. Uh, it's quite good, quite exhilarating, the old mountain biking. Um, uh, the uh, the men, the Sharks are on again against the Dutch. Um, I can't remember um, how well the Dutch go in water polo. Are they any use, Al? I don't believe that they're very useful, but we'll have to wait and see there. Well, yeah. you don't know how to swim, so... <laughs> Probably yeah. says a lot. I do know how to float yeah. though, so maybe they know how to float as well. He had a couple of good swimmers over the years. The the Orange Army gets out in force. Yeah, as we've as we've already alluded to, Van den Uga, Van and Inga de Bruin was sort of our golden generation of swimming. Um, and then tomorrow night we've got some more swimming in the heat. We've got the heat to the women's two hundred free. So we've got Maddie Wilson and around Titmus going around again. Uh, the 200 fly, we've got David Morgan and David Temple. And then we've got the women's 1500 free, which is the first time this has actually been in the Olympics. So now the men and women's schedules kind of match up in terms of what events um, they compete in. And Maddie Goff is our sole representative in that, which will be good to see. It's not, <clears throat> I have to say, it isn't the most exhilarating of uh, swimming events to watch, but you know, 
if it if it comes down to it and there's two two uh, swimmers going tit for tat, it, it does quite get quite exciting. Australia's uh, had a lot of success in the men's fifteen hundred. Yeah, over exactly. the years, Kieran Perkins, Grant Hackett, basically owned it from Atlanta through to Athens. Uh, hopefully, the the women can get nab one there too. That's it. There's a, um, a bit of beauty about seeing the lactic acid hitting the athletes and just seeing who's got the who's got the guts to see it out. And I yeah. think the 1500s a special event like that, and don't really see much of that in other swimming events. Hundred percent. You just uh, you kind of sitting there wincing in pain watching them. Exactly right. And then you you, you see them; they can't pretty much can't walk when they get out of the pool. So, not not to say a lot of people are being in pain, but it's great to see them sort of pushing their body to the limit. Well, that kind of wraps up our uh, preview of tomorrow's events. Um, there's not a whole heap compared to today in terms of uh, medal opportunities, but, you know, some big swimming finals tomorrow morning and with the sevens um, starting, you know, I think during the, the, the week it's going to progressively get busier and busier and more exciting from a um, from an art, armchair critic's point of view. But um, I'll leave, you, leave us one last question, gents, uh, to close it off again a little bit more of a lighthearted nature. Um, so assuming we're in a post-COVID or pre-COVID world, which nation would you most likely to go out on the tear with or most like to go out on the tear with? So imagine, you know, maybe you're in the Olympic Village um, in Rio perhaps uh, or Brisbane in 2032 uh, and you're looking to go out in the Fortitude Valley for a night. Uh, what nation would you uh, be picking to stick with? Go to you, Al. Yeah, I'd love to say the Russians, but unfortunately they're not a state-sanctioned um, nation here, so I'll have to go with their secondary name, the Russian Olympic Committee. Um, we know that they're very fond of vodka, and as a big fan of the, the great movie The Big Lebowski, the white Russian is one of the great drinks to sort of get on the sauce on. You know that they're not really going to... Well, you know that once they're out of Russia, they're sort of going to let loose and what happens in Russia stays in Russia. So I'd love to see what they get up to out of Russia, the Russians. How about you, Ollie? Mate, I'm going to go with the uh, Jamaicans, I think. I think that'd be good fun. You know, you could get on the Jamaican rum. They always have a bit of success in that second week, so around the athletics time. So they'd be they'd be ready to go. Um, they love a bit of reggae music, which I'm all about. Um, and they're partial to a bamboo schooner here or there. So I'm sure they could get their hands on that in Brisbane. So it'd be a good laugh. Tommy, yeah. what do you got for us? Hard to argue with those ones. I think Al's been very patriotic tonight. So I think I might have to take a leaf out of his book and say, I wouldn't mind getting on a tear with uh, the Irish boys and girls, um, you know, particularly now that their sevens team are there. I think they'd be fairly boisterous um, and, you know, not, not a particular, not a, you know, well known. Um, Olympic nation in terms of success on the medal table, but I reckon they've been um, doing a fair bit of damage in the Olympic village of the past. So, yeah, look, hard, hard to go past them. Well, gents, that um, that wraps up our third episode. Um, thanks to all the listeners that have gotten this far with us. Um, we're genuinely impressed by your stamina uh, listening to us three idiots go on for half an hour. But hopefully you found it a little bit more insightful. Um, and when you get to the office or your Zoom meetings or whatever, you too can act like an expert. 
uh, like we have for the last half an hour. So uh, enjoy uh, your Mondays um, and we look forward to hearing from you and uh, talking again for episode four. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ollie.